0: Welcome to the Emotional Fortitude Podcast. How to build the emotional fortitude to win in life and in business. No fluff, just real-world results. I'm your host, Ida Amorani, ex-Israeli Special Forces, former undercover agent, jiu-jitsu black belt, and mindset expert. Today we're going to be talking about how to have tough conversations in a productive way instead of getting to arguments and also how to really assert your boundaries so that you can have a life that you're happy with. You don't feel people are encroaching on it. So here's the thing. Often the difference between an argument and being able to have a tough conversation and assert a boundary in a productive way comes down to two main things. Number one is clarity, and number two is permission. Okay, number one, you have to be clear on what you actually want in life and why you want that. If you're not clear on that, you can't expect other people to respect your boundaries. A, because probably you haven't really told them because you're not super clear on it. And B, because even if you've told them, they probably don't really believe and understand why, because you don't either. And if you're not fully bought in, you can't expect other people to be bought in. So that's number one, about clarity. And number two, like we said, it's about permission. It's about you giving yourself the permission to speak up and assert yourself instead of holding things in, letting them pent up, and then having a blowout. Like, yes, we've been told that letting things slide and compromising is important, but not when it causes resentment or things to pent up. Once that happens, that's again, when things get very unproductive. And those two main reasons are why I see people getting frustrated and feel like their boundaries aren't getting respected and why they have fights instead of very productive, tough conversations that need to be had. So what we're going to do today in this podcast, we're going to cover those two things. We're going to deep dive into them. And then at the end of it, I'm going to share a six-step framework on just how to have a very tough conversation, but that it will lead towards a happy outcome, a long-lasting result. Instead of just an unproductive argument or a fight that's going to go on again and again and again. So with that said, I want to welcome my co-host of the podcast, Dr. Emil. Welcome aboard, man. Hey there,
1: guys. I'm looking forward to this one. This is going to be uh, very, very interesting. And I'm, I haven't heard the six-step framework myself yet, so I'm, I'm super intrigued. And at risk of jumping the gun with the permission to, to speak up, it's also the courage to speak up. A lot of people have, have deep issues with that. Um, and also being open to the fact that people can disagree with you and that's okay, but I, I won't get ahead of ourselves. So yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but it's, yeah, those are the big things that we're going to talk about today. And the reason we're doing this podcast is because a lot of people ask about it. We did an old podcast about boundaries in the Leaf foundations podcast back in the day. And also what I see with a lot of people who ask me about certain things around mindset, they're asking all these questions, but at the end of the day, what they really want to say is how can I have a tough conversation and say what I really want in life to someone who I care about and is afraid is not going to accept that or they're just, I'm trying to, but they're not respecting me. What do I do? And that's why I think this is such an important issue. And that's why I want to cover it today. So with that said, let's get rolling. So the first thing I think in order to have a tough conversation, you have to take responsibility. The first rule, whatever you want to call it, is that it's on you to have the tough conversation. You can't wait for someone else to do it. And yes, you have to understand there's a right time and a right place, but you can't delay these things forever. You have to also understand that if the other party is not willing to have a conversation about your boundaries, that is a boundary in and of itself that's getting breached. And yes, we do want to be sensitive to things because we want this to be a productive conversation. We don't want to catch people off guard. We want to do it in the right time, right place. But again, they can't be prolonged forever because I mean, again, like your boundaries aren't being respected literally. Emil, go ahead, yeah. if like you want to jump in. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, that, that's, that's huge. Avoiding tough conversations is is a, a red flag. You, you know, they have to they have to be had. And just wanted to add as well, finding the right time and place is important, but you have to be so careful not to use that as an excuse to continually delay it. And honestly, for most of us, I would err on the side of just having the tough conversation rather than waiting for a perfect time honestly there is no perfect time and just be careful with looking for it because it, it's an excuse it's procrastination
0: yeah i think it's great that you said that honestly i wasn't thinking about it but for most people it probably is their default to avoid it so try 100%. to correct that default and with that said what i would also add is that i don't like to just try to confront someone and be like hey let's have a tough conversation let's sit down and meal that's me and you, we've got to talk something out right now. What I think is going to lead me in this, but we'll talk about this more in the framework is, I'd love to be able to tell you, hey, Emil, there's something on my mind. It's like, I want to bring this up. I think it might get a bit heated. Would next Friday be okay for you? Is that a time where you can have a time and place, and we can talk about this, and you can really sit about this, and I get fried? Why does this upset you? Go for it. You can't say that.
1: I want to have a heated conversation with you, but I'm not going to Why tell not? you anything until next Friday.
0: Until next Friday, you can leave it like that. First off, I I disagree because, again, it's like what I think one of the main reasons that conversations turn into arguments is because people get defensive. And I think one of the main reasons people get defensive is because they feel like they get ambushed or caught off guard. And if I can tell you, like, Emil, like, we have this thing we need to talk about. It's, It's around this subject. Let's not get into it. It's around this subject. I have some points I want to bring up, but I also want you to think if you have some points you want to bring up, because maybe I'm not seeing everything correctly. That sets the table for us to know that we're going to have a conversation, not for you to feel like, oh, Edomar just came and bombed me with something. And just that can make the whole difference. I agree. And I think even then
1: saying, you know, when would suit you to have this conversation? I mean, next Friday, I don't know when next Friday is, but I think dropping that bomb and then saying it's going to be in three, four, five days time means it's going to be shit for five days. People are going to build it up in their heads and it might actually be fine because even saying it's going to be heated might be your projection. It might not be heated. It might just be, oh yeah, that's... So setting the stage, look, we have to have a conversation. It'd be great if we could sit down at some point. When suits you? Two weeks time. I think there is a medium a 100% 100%
0: always. Like I, but. Actually, I agree with you, and I'm going to take it back. I don't think we should say we're going to need to have a heated conversation. But I think like, it is fair to say, I think we didn't have a tough conversation. It's about a subject that's important to both of us that we've been butting heads a little bit. I think saying that, it does set the stage in a way where both parties don't feel ambushed. I think that's super important.
1: Yeah, and even being more specific and saying this is what the conversation is about broad area, when when suits you to talk about it, I think doing yeah. it sooner rather than later makes sense. Because then you're it's everything is out in the open. It's not like I have a yeah. mystery conversation, which is going to be rough. I'll tell you in two weeks time, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, that's not usually how I roll. I've seen it actually be successful. Like, Hey, I want to talk about like, there's this issue. I think we have an issue. When can you talk about it in a place? And you're like giving somebody a general idea of this is what I want to talk about. It's around this subject yeah. that does help. Because yeah. again, I think if both parties come from a place of, me saying ahead of time, hey, man, I want to have a productive conversation and think it's going to be tough, but I want you to also, like, come prepared and not feel like I'm ambushing you, so is this a good time? Is this not? Mm. When would be a good time? Let's settle on that. And that also, again, yeah. like, it, just, it avoids the dynamic of somebody feeling ambushed and this immediately going off the rails. A- agreed. And, again,
1: ambushing someone, like, if you want to ambush someone, you can ambush someone, and that makes them feel ambushed. But I think if you don't intend on ambushing someone, then, it should be okay. Um, and there's, there's the book which I was talking to you about just before the, we started recording, No Rules Rules, the Netflix um, book about how the, the culture in, in the book, and they talk about radical candor. Um, and they say, you should bring up feedback whenever is most appropriate. And that might be immediately. And as long as you build a culture of that within the It might be immediately, it might not. As long as you build the culture of that, then it's expected. And people close to you, people you care about, which is what we're referring to here, you should have a culture of not difficult conversations, but frank conversations, right?
0: Yes, Uh, I'm saying this with an asterisk. Like I I agree with you, but what kind of you were saying earlier, it's, it's not about wanting to ambush people. It's that without you intending to ambush people, people can feel ambushed if they're not prepared. That's the thing. It's not mm. even about like, my intention could be hundred percent pure. and come to you and be like, Emil, let's have a conversation. I wanna to talk to you about this, this, and this, man. We need to have this candid conversation. But if you're at a certain way today and you are just caught off guard with this, this is the third thing that already kind of messed up your day, you're not gonna be in a place where we can be productive right now. And even if I just say, hey, can we just have about this tomorrow? Do you have time tomorrow to talk about something? okay i appreciate you more coming to me and also respecting my viewpoint on this i think this is a different starting point yeah agreed and you know what gone sorry the time sensitivity is is important obviously but i think sometimes we overestimate and again like what i said at the beginning people get to a point where it is time it's very time sensitive to them because it's already been pent up so much that's the problem but if you can. surface these things before you're pent up, I can give you a week. I'm not going to be that bothered. But if I've already like had it up to here because I kept suppressing and suppressing and suppressing and Mm -hmm. I'm about to blow out, that's the problem. Like within business, it's different. We do have sometimes projects that are crucial that are less. In personal life, I've rarely seen this need to be a, a today or a now kind of thing. Yeah. Fair? Yeah. And you know
1: what? The the time thing and the boundaries work both ways. You say, hey, can we have a conversation? And I say, awesome. Yes. I don't want to do right now because I'm super pumped up about something. So how is tomorrow? I appreciate this needs to be done sooner rather than later. How's tomorrow morning? And I think that, that works. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Cool. So I think we covered the first part that it's on you to have a tough conversation and you can't wait for somebody else to bring this up. You have to bring it up but you have to do it in a way that's actually going to be productive, not just because you've had enough. Okay, so that's number one. Any questions on that? There's a couple touch points I want to do this episode. No, I'm, I'm in. I like that. Great. So two is somebody getting upset because you're having a tough conversation does not mean you're a bad person. This is what we talked about permission. It's their decision if you do things correctly. It's still their decision whether they're going to get upset or not. And you don't have to equate somebody else getting upset of you asserting a boundary or having a tough conversation to mean that you're doing something bad or a bad person. This is a really big thing. It's like beyond the courage, like you said, it's courage. I agree with you. I think before the courage, it's people understanding that just because somebody might get mad because you did something, doesn't mean that you're at fault here. If this needed to be said and you made all the efforts to say it in the right way, it's not your fault if they get upset and that shouldn't be an indicator that, oh, I'm doing something bad here.
1: Yeah. So you're not. And, and, <laughs> no, I, I agree with this wholeheartedly. I think this is great. And what I would add to that is to say that as long as you say it in the right way, as long as you have the intent to say it in the right way, you, you still might say it in the wrong way. So you can always improve how you put things forward. But ultimately at the end of the day, it's on the other person if they get upset that that is on them but you have to with all intention frame it in in yeah in in the best way possible
0: yeah and and i think it's a dance it's about it really trying to understand how the person is going to react anticipating that and also like again the whole penting up stuff it's it's so crucial because if you're at a point where you're already at your like at your end of it emotionally whatever it may be your patience whatever it may be if someone, if you say something to someone and they react, you're like, you don't have any more capacity for it because they've already taken everything. You're at the end of it. However, if you can bring this up when it just starts being a bit of a problem, instead of waiting to have that tough conversation, even if you start something and they give you something back, that's a bit overwhelming, negative, whatever it may be, or they have a bit of their own emotions come out at you, you're not going to be a place where you're just like, you also go off the rails because you still have capacity for them. And you can still conduct the conversation. You can lead the conversation in a productive way. However, if you wait until it's like, you're just at the end of it and then you kind of explode and say like, respect me, do this, do that, whatever it may be. Like you're not going to have the space for that anymore. And I think that's a big realization people need to have. The sooner you can have this tough conversation, the more likely it's going to lead to success on so many fronts.
1: And to add to that, the sooner you can have it, and honestly, the more conversations you can have, because if it's, this is a relationship which you care about, you've been in the vicinity of this person for a long time, the chances are this isn't the first or the last you've had. And the 10th tough conversation will be infinitely better than the first. Now, if you've spent your whole life suppressing these conversations, then yes, the first one is going to be tough and jarring. But if this is a conversation, a a relationship or conversation that you value, then you need to get the reps in and you want to get to that 10th, 50th, 100th tough conversation because tough doesn't mean bad. Tough means both sides uh, relaying their their boundaries and their desires and their wishes, which is fundamental to a good relationship, whether it's working, whether it's personal, whether it's whatever.
0: Yeah. And, And I think what you said there at the end, like for me, that's the key of it. Once you get to that like 10th, 50th conversation, whatever it may be, people also don't realize that this is about to be a deal breaker. I think a lot of times you see yeah. this in romantic relationships when we're very young. We've all had this like in our yeah. early 20s and in our teens that whenever somebody says something they're like, oh, no, this is going to end. We're going to get into a big fight. It's going to be crazy. But like as adults, we're able to have these conversations and realize this is just another like just another thing we do. We sometimes need to talk about tough things, but it doesn't necessarily mean that there's going to be a blowout. And the more you can actually have that as part of your rhythm that you just talk about the tough things there's less emotionality there because there's less possible implication and fears around what this tough conversation might allude to or might mean at the end of it it starts being this is just a problem i have here instead of i have a problem with you which is very very different yeah and it's about getting the reps in like yeah
1: the first one feels like it's a you know about everything and then by the time you get to the 10th 50th it's like okay we've done this before i know how this works
0: well i think also the first one if you don't never do it it could be about everything because that's the problem it could be yeah. <laughs> you, you pent it up so much and that's yeah. like the reality of it and yeah. that's why it's so hard to have these conversations if you don't have them often because you pent up so much and all of a sudden it's just a blowout about everything and yeah. if it's about everything it just gets really chaotic and that's why people fight and they have these big arguments that are not like it's not about the washing the dishes, so to speak. It's about everything else. Yeah. And the thing is, if you're able to have these conversations as they arise, you can really yeah. succeed. Now, in order to have that, and this kind of want to segue into the, the second part, you have to get really clear on what you want. That's the reality of it. Like if you're not really clear on what you want and what your boundaries need to be, of course, they're going to get tested. Of course, you're not going to get respected. And that's where we have to take that personal responsibility. It takes time. It takes effort to get really clear on what we want and say, these are boundaries that I'm okay with. Like, honestly, I'm also okay, like bending them a little bit. And these are things that I'm absolutely not okay with. These are red lines for me. And I think most people don't have that in their back pocket. They're not really clear about what they want. And then they get frustrated when people don't respect a quote unquote boundary of theirs, even though it's not really a boundary, it's just something that they don't like.
1: Yeah. We mentioned this on a previous podcast. Maybe it was the previous one on emotional fortitude where we talked about not compromising on core values. Um, And it resonated with some people because they got back to me about it. But first, you need to identify what your core values are rather than broad preferences. And then, you know, drawing a line there and and communicating them clearly because people don't know. If if people don't know what they are, (laughs) yeah, Yeah. it's going to, they're going to breach them.
0: Yeah, it's like, it's, it's so interesting. You hear so many people that say they get into fights, workplace, personal life, everything and everywhere because somebody didn't do something that they should have done. Not that they were told to do, very clearly told to do, but they should have done. And it's like all these assumptions and assumptions and assumptions. And I agree with 100% what you're saying. It's like if you've never defined your core values, you can't expect someone to understand your boundaries because you don't really understand them either. You haven't given this enough thought. And, like, we talked about this as well when we were sitting at dinner. We had dinner in Croatia. And there was a lot of people there, like, they were drinking. Some people were doing drugs, whatever it may be. And this is an entrepreneurial event. And some people are like, oh, no, I don't want to try. And then someone's like, ah, just go ahead and do it. Try it. They kind of, like, push on them. And I wasn't even asked if I want to try. Nobody offered me the whole event, anything. And I think it's just because it's so clear that this doesn't fit for me, guys. It's so clear. People can just see it in a blink test. and That's because I've really defined what I want and what I don't want. These people were just like, "Ah, maybe I don't want to try it yet. So people could see that without them saying a word, people can see that. can see right through that. So like, okay, this is a boundary that's not really there. Let me just try to push through it because I want them to try it because I think it's cool, whatever it may be. Like, I think that's a really big thing. It's like, if you're not sure about it, but why this is how you want to live your life or whatever it may be. You can't expect people to respect it because you don't either really. And an interesting
1: addition to that is the more clear you are with your own values and boundaries, the earlier in a relationship you will set them and the easier it is to then continue to have conversations around them. Whereas if it's a relationship of 10 years where you haven't set these up until now, yes, it's going to be hard and jarring to suddenly set them and voice them but it still needs to happen but it's going to be tough but if you do it from the beginning it's infinitely easier
0: Uh, i'll say even more than that man it's it's almost once you're really really super clear on your own you don't really have to set them almost they're so evident to the other party you know what i mean someone again who's trying to be the minimum level of receptiveness it's called it It just it's so evident and clear that this is how this person operates it's what's important to them this is what they're not willing to tolerate that people don't try pushing certain buttons. Cause they're like, they just can see from a mile away. This is not a button worth trying to push. I'm not gonna waste my effort. Yeah.
1: But then, I mean, the, the point of this podcast is about the tough conversations. And I imagine the tough conversations are the ones where it is, you know, a, a period into a relationship where you're suddenly like, okay, I've now set my boundaries or I suddenly need to talk about something. That's a tough conversation because of the delay.
0: I think people's main problem, honestly, like, and this isn't just about boundaries, what we're doing today in the podcast, is that they're not willing to have the tough conversation with themselves first. Boom. I, I think that's the really big thing. Like, you have to have that tough conversation with yourself and say, what do I want? What am I willing to say I don't want? What am I also willing to say I'm not going to tolerate? It? And accept that some people are going to say, okay, well, I do want this. So there's going to be a consequence to me saying that. People first have to have this tough conversation with themselves, even if they're in a relationship for 20 years, but all of a sudden yeah. they need to have like that tough conversation with themselves first. If they never had that, yeah. And they've been aware that this is the conversation they need to have. And I want to say this, like it doesn't mean they're a bad person also for not having this conversation. Cause I've met some really exceptional humans that just have never thought about this. We're never aware that this is something I should be doing. So yes, 20 years into a marriage, they have to have this conversation with themselves and then they have to bring it up with their partner. And I, I'll be honest, sometimes it goes to the marriage becomes amazing. And also at times it leads to divorce. But in my opinion, it's, it leads to a happier place regardless, because people are more in line with their truth. And for what I've seen, all parties that were involved in this become happier. Yeah. And you know, what you said,
1: being clear with what you want, being clear with what you don't want and being clear with what you're willing to sacrifice for what you want? Because as you say, that it, it might end in divorce. It might end in a beautiful relationship. Is that something you're willing to sacrifice? I mean, that's a very heavy conversation and a very heavy example. But when you, when you lay down the line of your core values and things which are non-negotiable for you, then potentially people will leave or, you know, maybe it's a work relationship or something like that.
0: Yeah. And I think it's fine. It's like, I I think that's the right long-term thing to do. It's like, people may leave your workspace. Like if you share with them your company values, your core company values, and they don't align with it, they might leave. Honestly, I think that's probably, they should leave. Yeah. It's like, I think a lot of times not having these tough conversation, it's like, you're not just delaying the inevitable, you're making the situation worse. Yeah. This is not a situation that fits. It's not a fit. You asserting boundaries is not about you you're trying to engage with someone in conflict. It's about you trying to assess, are we a fit? Because this is how I want to live my life. And are you okay with that? And let me hear what your boundaries are. Let me see if I'm okay with that as well. What makes sense for you? And this is a business, the same thing. It's like a boss employee. It's the same thing. Like these are the boundaries. It's how we conduct ourselves in the business. Does this make sense for you? Is this a fit for you? It's the kind of culture, the kind of environment you want to be in. Yes. Phenomenal. No. Well, let's move yeah. you to a place where both you can be happy and we can be happy. And that's it. It's like I yeah. like how Naval said it. Um, he has this uh, his whole like manifesto under their company, and he's like, "We ship. We ship things very fast. We ship things that aren't baked, so on and so on." And it's like, and if you're somebody who doesn't like to ship products before they're fully baked, find a different place to work. This is not for you. You'll be happier somewhere else. We'll be happier somewhere else. This is very clear. Yeah. He's not saying like you're a bad person. It's like you'll be happier somewhere else. We'll be happier. That's it.
1: And and by not setting those boundaries and communicating them clearly, you're essentially accepting a six out of 10, seven out of 10 life, business, whatever, because you're allowing some incongruence, incongruence in relationships. Whereas if you say, okay, well, if this doesn't work, then it doesn't work. Move to somewhere better Then you're moving towards a 10 out of 10. You're moving towards a hell yeah. And it's going to be uncomfortable it's going to be difficult there's going to be bumps but that is what you are shooting towards 10 out of 10. and when you look at it like that the risk is that you you may hit 10 out of 10 that's the risk
0: and you may have to have a tough conversation to get there so let me ask you this man what do you think in your opinion stops most people from doing this because i have my my philosophy of this
1: it's that short-term discomfort It's the short-term discomfort of having to do that and to risk people not liking them, to risk people rejecting them, to risk the unknown. When logically, you know that in the long-term, this is the right thing that is going to happen. This is potentially going to create 10 out of 10. But it's the short-term discomfort, the short-term unknown. That's my theory. I think it's my experience. God, tell me.
0: And I wonder if you'll resonate with this as well from your experience, like what I've worded like this. I think it's people lack of self belief and self worthiness issues around themselves. but it's hard for me. It's like, am I actually like, first off, I'm ever going to get a 10 out of 10, or am I just a six out of 10 person in life? So I should just accept six out of 10, six out of 10 level things. And is it okay for me to do these things? Like, is it okay for me to set an ultimatum? Does This mean that I'm a bad or selfish person and I'm already just like a six out of 10 in life. So if I'm being bad or selfish are people just got to reject me entirely. Like, am I going to find something else? Something better, a better employee, because I'm not a good enough leader as is. So if I assert my boundary here with them, I say, this is a tough conversation we need to have because you're not doing your work. Are they going to leave and I'll never find somebody else? In a personal relationship, if I assert my boundary, will nobody accept me as I am? Like, this person's kind of attractive, kind of good looking. They're better than what I've had so far. So uh, I should kind of live with this. Like, you're smiling because we've all seen that. We've all seen this in our friends. and also, And again, in ourselves as well when we were younger. And I think the main constraint on a lot of people doing this is their self-belief in themselves, that it's okay for them to do this and that they're worthy or deserving of having a better life. And it's possible for them. And they don't just have to accept this six out of 10, as you called it. Yeah. (laughs) It's accepting crumbs when you deserve the whole cake. It's accepting that you might deserve the whole cake, that that might be something for you too. That's this fear
1: that you don't deserve the whole cake It's yep. fear that you're not worthy of the whole cake. Yep. But yeah, this is the fear of unworthiness. This is the fear of uncertainty. These are the core fears, which well, run yep. us all essentially.
0: Yeah. So let me ask this, like the, you said before the podcast, I don't disagree. I'm saying this, but that this is something that you've also had your challenges with having tough conversations and what have been your main like issues around this? Why do you think you haven't been able to have them and why why earlier as well before you worked on yourself and all that what were the main issues that caused you not be able to do this
1: yeah it was 100 percent fear of rejection both in terms of relationships and work settings i mean not to bang on about the arena but i did the arena last time and it was all about having a mask wearing a mask fitting myself around what other people wanted compromising my boundaries out of fear of not getting what i thought i wanted if i didn't compromise my boundaries. And in the last 12 months, I've gone like ironclad on those things. And my life has totally changed for the better, like ridiculously so, but then this is what I've been doing. I've been setting my, I've defined my boundaries first and then set them early, both in
0: work and um, intimate relationships, go on. Correct me if I'm wrong, but first off you define what you really wanted. And then the downstream effect of that was you having boundaries. Is that
1: correct? Exactly. To to define what I wanted and then the values and then the boundaries. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then I started having those tough conversations early, immediately. And yeah, there were some relationships where it was already some way in and I just had to have the conversation and it was jarring and hard. But then there were new relationships, which I formed again, work and, and kind of intimate relationships. I don't know what the word is where I just started having the conversations early. And at first, it was terrifying. And then over time, I realized that when you have them from the beginning, it's actually really, really easy because p- this is all people know of you. They just know that you set these standards, that this is what you want. And people respect that. People really yep. um, move towards that, again, both professionally and personally. Yep. And
0: this, but I, ne- I knew that's this a weird my thing. whole life. That, that's a paradoxical thing. I didn't believe thing. it 100%. Yeah, 100%. like people don't accept don't don't think that's actually the truth but it absolutely is
1: yeah and and honestly like watching watching you set boundaries has been one of the templates for that and i don't just want to be blowing smoke up your ass but watching <laughs> you set those boundaries has been you know okay well people don't hate Itamar, but,
0: but some, he has really th- th- there's some, a very some people small do but, but, there's a very no, small minority, but that's the thing though. That's, it that is important to say though, a very, very small minority don't like me. And you've seen this, like I can poke certain people the wrong way and I'm okay with that. Like, I'm not trying to be intentionally like whatever it may be, but some people are just going to have different opinions. And it's I not think even that I- they
1: don't like you. They don't like how you make them feel. Yes. And that's on them.
0: Yes. It Again, like I try to be courteous and I don't try to do that intentionally, but I'm also not going to change myself for other people's sake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what, but what I'm saying here is that me accepting that, that really is freeing in order for me to set boundaries. To say, you know what? I'm going to know that for some people, like I said earlier, I'm not going to be a fit. I don't need to be a yeah. fit for everyone. And I think that is what allows me to be comfortable setting my boundaries and be like, okay, I'm going to put onto yeah. the world very clear. Like, these are the kind of boundaries that I have, and these are the kind of people that I want to attract because of yeah. that. And I think it makes, again, like, the the need almost for having tough conversations less so i've got a great example of this if i if you
1: don't mind me sharing um which then i i copied um so we were at a dinner entrepreneur dinner and it was outside and someone asked do you mind if i smoke and the first few of us sitting next to the guy were like uh yeah oh yeah whatever and and you went straight in and was like no i actually i'd rather you didn't thanks And that was just incredible. It was like, great, it was like, actually, I really don't want this guy next to me to smoke. And then you had that tough conversation and you set your boundary. And the guy was like, yeah, okay, fine. I mean, he was probably annoyed because he assumed he wanted, he was gonna be allowed to, but whatever. And then I literally recently, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, some guy next to me at a brunch place in Lisbon said, hey, do you mind if I smoke? And I was like, actually, yeah, I'd rather you didn't. And I was terrified. I was like, whoa. And I felt awkward the whole time while I was sitting next to him and he wasn't smoking, but I was just like, just win. <laughs> and, but that it's, it's little things like that. It's courage in the moment to have these li- ridiculous, I mean, that was nothing. It was such a nothing yeah. conversation, but it was a, a tip on the balance of, of courage in these moments to live a 10 out of 10 life. Cause I don't want that guy smoking next to me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like how you said this. Like I really do see it as that being able to have your own boundaries and be clear on them and then have the tough conversations when needed to assert them. I think it's, it's a fundamental thing in order to have a 10 out of 10 life, as you said. Do you agree? A hundred
1: percent. Like that guy smoking next to me would have been six out of 10 at best.
0: (laughs) Cool. All right. So I think we kind of wrapped something up here. I think we talked about a lot. I want to give the framework. You cool if we move on or is there anything else you want to, to no, touch? up? No, I love, I'm looking to hear it. I've got my pen ready. Okay. So I'm calling like a six step framework. All right. So how to have a tough conversation. It's a skill. And with any skill, if you can have a framework, you're more likely to see success. So first you got to get clear on what you want. Okay. Both on a high level of like what your end goal is. And also just what, what do you want specifically? What are the things that you want? And you have to have number two after that, an honest conversation with yourself about what your boundaries are and what you're willing to accept, what you're not willing to accept. Okay. Then you have to figure out what do you really want to get out of this conversation? What do you really want to accomplish? Like honestly, sometimes people want to vent. Sometimes people want to be understood and be, feel heard. Sometimes it's to solve a problem. So you have to get very clear and very honest? Like, what are you actually trying to accomplish here? Like you can't bullshit yourself and saying, I want to have a conversation, but in reality, you just want to vent at somebody. Like it is absolutely fine to say to somebody, Hey, like, I want to talk something through. I just want to be heard about this. I'm struggling with it. That's okay too, but you got to recognize what you're doing. Okay. Clear here so far. Yeah. Great. Next thing you got to do. You got to give yourself permission and accept that people might get angry or leave or whatever it may be and make peace with that. How are we talking about understanding that it's not going to be a fit for everybody? You have to accept that ahead of time. And you were talking a lot about courage, Emil, like that, like that's, that's the same, like, I don't want you to smoke here. What you were basically saying in that moment is like, even if this person says, you know what, I really don't like Emil, because he's not apprehensive apprehensing to my whims or whatever it may be. be like, I'm actually perfectly okay with that. And you have to go in with that. Does that sound accurate? Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean I was struggling with that, but it I was okay with it. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> it worked out. So, I'll get better over time for sure. Yeah, it, it's it's a skill. Again, it's a skill. It's a skill. It's like when people go out to go to the gym for the first time and their muscles ache yeah. and they're like, Oh, this wasn't pleasant. Then you're like, No, this is actually fine. It's perfectly fine. I actually enjoy this. Get the reps in. Yeah. Next thing is you have to take responsibility to have the conversation and deliver it in a receptive manner, not out of pent up frustration and anger. And again, like time and place is important, but you can't use that as an excuse to put things off. So you have to figure out when you're going to do it. You have to do it in the right way in a way that they can receive it. Not a way where you can just vent out. If your goal is to do something productive, it's not about you saying what you need to say. It's about you allowing them to hear what they need to hear in a way they need to hear in order for you guys to get the outcome together that you want. Taking responsibility for that again. Is it clear so far? Yeah. And then I think the way to really make sure this stuff lasts is to one, ask their permission to check them on it if that arises again. Okay, are you clear on what my boundaries is or on what I wanted to have this tough conversation about? They're like, yes, about subject X, Y, Z. Cool. These are the ways that I feel like this isn't being respected. If I notice them, can I bring them up with you? And they'll be like, yeah, okay, yep. That's part one. Part two about that is asking them, what would be the best way for me to bring this up to you? Can I just straight up say, hey, you're doing this thing? Or what would be better for you? Like, for example, what I've learned, one of the things that pains me the most in my relationship with my wife is that when I want to say these things that bring it up to her, and we have a phenomenal relationship, our our level of conversations, our level of transparency, everything. But the thing that pains me the most that when I want to remind her of something, instead of, it's not effective when I just tell her, hey, you're doing this thing again. But it is really effective and really annoying for me to have to say, hey, when you do this, it makes me feel like this. But I have to (laughs) word it like that. But it really works. And that's something that she had to explain to me. Like, if you say it in this way, it'll be effective. So I also take responsibility and say, if I want it to be effective, I got to do it in a way that might not be the most convenient for me. Any questions about that framework? Uh,
1: Yeah, that last one. What's that called? What's the summary of that? Cause you split it into parts, but what, what I put, close the loop for follow-up. Okay.
0: Um, basically I would ask that like, yeah, for, like, uh, I, I called it permission to check and how to check, Okay, yeah. but I'd love to hear how you summarize it, man.
1: Yeah. So I've got the, the steps and step one to find what you, to find what you want, define the end goal and specifically what you want, um, in the situation. Seconds, have the honest conversation with yourself regarding boundaries. What is acceptable? What isn't? Three, what is the goal of the conversation? What outcome do you want? And here I just want to.
0: I want to add something to number two, actually. Tell me. If you're struggling with number two, it could be, again, about like, if you're not willing to assert certain boundaries, ask yourself why that is. Do you have issues around your self-worth? Do you feel like you just need to subject yourself to six out of 10 life or whatever it may be? If, if that's what's going on, I mean, that's, no, you stop, you don't advance, you don't collect 200 bucks. That's what you stop and focus on.
1: Number two is a whole, a whole thing, right? Being yeah. able to have honest conversations with yourself regarding boundaries and why you can't set the boundaries that you want. Everyone yeah. can do step one. What do I want in life? Blah, blah, blah. Write shit down. It might not be big enough, but it, at least you can do that. But then why yeah. you don't have the boundaries to achieve that is a whole conversation. Yeah. Number three, then, what is the goal of the conversation? What do you, what outcome do you want to achieve? And here I just want to add that you have to be careful that it's not your ego talking here. It's not that you want to show who's boss. It's not that you want to one up someone or make them feel like shit. It's what is the positive outcome that you want to achieve according to your boundaries, which are according to your goal and just that, nothing else.
0: Yeah. Then accept that people might. Go on. Can I, can I add something to what you said? It's, it's almost the Please. opposite of ego. It's like when you're having these tough conversations, you have to come from a place of almost compassion. I'm not trying to like win. the argument. Yeah. It's 100%. almost, it's basically the opposite. I just wanted to add that, but I think you said it very, very well. It,
1: it is the opposite of ego. You just have to check that ego because it's so easy to feel self-righteous and want to like uh, dominate. But it's like, look, chill the fuck out. What do you actually want to achieve? And how can you do that in a way that both people win?
0: And, and I think that's why it's crucial to do this as soon as possible. And let, I keep saying yeah. this, do not let things pent up because once yeah. you're that, you're not going to be in a place that you're able to do that. Yeah. That's just the reality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then accept that people might get angry. And if you've done the first three steps right, ultimately it doesn't matter if they get angry because you you, this is you. This is you and your rawest, truest self. It is what it is. If they reject that, awesome. That's you leveling up from six out of 10. I mean, you still want to put it in such a way, and this is the next step, take responsibility. Sorry,
0: I want to say one more, like nuance. I'm sorry I am interrupting you, but this, I think is actually, a, it's a good sorry. nuance to say. It's like you're leveling up from six out of 10, and you're also giving them the ability to level up six out of 10. Yeah. Because you're yeah, going to, that's, you're that's going to find future. something that's a better fit, and you're going to find, everyone's going to be, just have a better fit in their lives.
1: Yeah. They may not see it. They may not see it in the moment, but probably it <laughs> is ultimately the case. <laughs> no they they probably won't but that's fine Yep. it's that's not on you but what is on you is for you to take responsibility to to have the conversation and convey this properly in terms of the right com- uh, the right context the right setting the right words and also this is a skill and you'll be shit at it when you start if you've been pen- uh, building it up for a long time so it might not go well it's like going to an archery range and expecting to hit bull's eyes yep. no shit you're missing it's a skill you'll get better and then the last one is just closing the loop for follow- up and this will I think and correct me if I'm wrong, this will be dependent on the conversation because if they've gone mad, asking them how best to call them out in the future is not probably the thing to do but generally as these conversations get better then yes, asking them you know how you would like to communicate regarding this in the future is is very very sensible. it brings them into it it gives them um, a say in how to continue having this and, and it empowers
0: them. I think what you said here is actually very interesting. Like even if this conversation ends in a blowout, I think that's what you kind of said, like, yeah, you have to also accept that this might be a series of conversations
1: boom. Yes, and That's a
0: part of it. You have to keep keeping that like kind of heat check. Where is this person? Are they in a receptive place? Great. We can continue. Have they closed down? Are they getting too emotional? They can't talk about this anymore. Let's back off. Let's cool off. Maybe we do this again later on. So it might also recognizing that it's going to be a series of conversations perhaps. And that's something again, that you don't need to get upset about. It's part of the process. And especially if, like yeah. you said, this is your first time doing it. You're not going to lead a tough conversation so masterfully that after one go, everything is going to get resolved. like accept and expect that people are going to get a little bit heated. Perhaps they're going to get a little emotional. They're going to get a little bit sidetracked and unfocused, so it might be a series of conversations. And I think understanding that can also be very free. You don't have to do this perfectly. You can have a couple of yeah. goes at this. And the, the key there is if you've
1: identified one and two, what you want and what your boundaries are clearly, then you, you need to not back off if they do get upset or if a, the conversation doesn't finish as it should. Like you, what you've set in one and two exists regardless. And just because someone has taken it the wrong way it doesn't mean you back off because these are non-negotiables for you
0: yeah it's like that uh that quote by miyamoto musashi that i love that the truth is what it is you can bend to its power or live a lie and once you've yeah. defined that it's like it, it pokes you because you know you're not happy and you're not content you can't turn a blind yeah. a blind eye to it anymore yeah yeah any last words about this that you want to say emil
1: no, that was, that was great. That was useful. That was powerful. And, and the biggest thing is, is to start doing it and start doing it with little things to get those reps in. Like ask, you know, asking the person next to you to not smoke. It's a tiny conversation that makes no difference, but you're practicing, you're trying these things and then yeah. you'll get better at it quicker. Cool.
0: I want to leave with a question. The question I would ask the audience as you guys to ask yourself is where in life are you afraid to set a boundary? You know you need to set and it could be because you're afraid of the consequences about being told you're being unreasonable or being told that this is a part of life and you should just accept it could be a lot of those things but how much better could your work and personal life be if you were able to get really clear on what you wanted and then assert yourself and have your boundaries be respected like if that looks like a very very nice future We now have a framework to do it. And as Emil said, it's like once you nail in one and two, you can't turn back from that. So I hope this podcast was helpful. We did this because a lot of people asked about boundaries and about having tough conversations. I feel like this is probably a subject we're going to touch on again, because this is such a common thing and such a common issue that so many people want to talk about. So here's what I'd ask the audience as well. If this was something that you want to touch on, if you have questions about this, follow ups. Please either shoot me or Emil, a message, email, whatever it may be, and we'll look into it. And also, honestly, one of the alumni of the program said this was his biggest thing. They took away how to have tough conversations. If this is a subject people want to touch upon more, we might bring him in as well, so he can give his perspective. Aside from that, guys, have the tough conversations, first with yourself and then with others. If you don't do that, as Emil said, it is almost impossible to really have a 10 out of 10 life, and it just requires truth, honesty, and courage. Should we leave it at that? Let's leave it at that. Thanks a lot, guys. Enjoyed that. Thank you, guys. We will see you on the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Fortitude podcast. Please tell a friend if you enjoyed it and found value in it. Three last things before you go, though. If you feel like someone else with your exact skill set and abilities could be accomplishing more than you currently are, that's a mindset and emotional access issue. And here are three ways I'd love to help you conquer any internal limitations, go big and win. One, three quick ideas Tuesday newsletter. It's a weekly email with three quick ideas around one aspect of elite performance and how to approach it differently to get better and faster results. People say it's the most thought-provoking and impactful two minutes they spend in their inbox each week. It's easy to sign up to and easy to cancel and you can sign up at edamomryan.com slash three ideas. Two is the emotional fortitude micro course. It will help you build the emotional fortitude and conflict tackle any goal. It's the complete nothing held back emotional fortitude system in five simple parts. It's all under five minutes each module. See it, use it, and win. And it's completely free at edomomorani.com course. And number three, lastly, if you want to dive in and aggressively level up, the Arena Mindset Accelerator might be for you. It's a six-week intense sprint for entrepreneurs who are up for a dramatic transformation an interactive live program where you'll be working with me in a very hands-on way to get clarity on what you want, build an effective mindset to optimize for your goals, and establish elite emotional fortitude that will allow you to overcome any fear or doubt that could get in your way. You can learn more at itamarmorani.com slash accelerator. You can find all of these links in the show notes below or go to itamarmorani.com and have a look around. Until next time, who dares wins.